Well, also in France, don't mention the score. We promised we wouldn't. Seamus, it's very tight in this quarterfinal. But what a wonderful tournament for France. We've got some miserable things to talk about in a few minutes with what's happening in the world. Um, but huge crowds turning up to fill these stadiums. I, I don't know how big a rugby person you are. I remember you talking about the All Blacks being in Lyon, charming the city. Yes. Hello, Catherine. Yes. Well, I've, I've kind of, it's been a reconciliation with rugby, actually, when I played when I was young in New Zealand, but, you know, lost track of rugby uh, living over here in Europe. But uh, I'm, I'm actually pleased the Irish are out because that would have been difficult. I'm half Irish, half New Zealander. Uh, so I did support the All Blacks. <laughs> uh, very pleased that through Ireland out. It's going to be difficult for France, though. I've lived in France for almost 30 years now. So you can almost say that I'm French heaven forbid, uh, but it's going to be very difficult if it's the final between the All Blacks and uh, France for those around me, but I think it's always going to be the All Blacks, isn't it? I mean, uh, I was born in New Zealand, All Blacks are in the heart. But you're right, it's been absolutely fantastic. Stadiums full, um, great publicity for the sport here as well, because it's true we talk a lot about football over here. Um, I did manage, Catherine, I think I mentioned to you the last time I couldn't get a ticket. Well, I did. Well, the All Blacks versus Italy, and that was just absolutely amazing here in Lyon. Uh, and it's just the great atmosphere of, you know, Italian supporters also celebrating when the All Blacks, you know, um, scored tries and, and vice versa, just a wonderful atmosphere. Uh, so, yeah, uh, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. I mean, I hate to look at the screen. I'm, I'm, well, I've, you're not I've allowed away to, because I promised you. listeners <laughs> I wouldn't tell them the score. And <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I told them to come back at quarter two. Someone was most upset with me the other day. Uh, okay, <laughs> let's talk about, uh, unfortunately, uh, other things happening in the world. Now, the EU under fire with respect to the uh, Israel-Hamas conflict underway. How so? Yeah, well, and this is very surprising because we have had unity. We've had a very clear message when it comes to Ukraine, haven't we, with the conflict there from the European Union. But this really has been a mess, an absolute PR disaster. Uh, politicians on all sides, diplomats absolutely fuming. Some that I've spoken to as well just saying it's an absolute disaster. Uh, there's been a major U-turn on one of the issues that came to a head, and that was over whether the EU would continue Palestinian humanitarian aid. And that actually came up as a question. Uh, they've attempted to limit that damage. They've had a U-turn on that. But I think this whole episode we've seen over the past week uh, highlighting these divisions we have within the bloc. So what happened? Uh, we had an EU commissioner who's responsible for enlargement for exterior relations, uh, triggering this protest, uh, announcing that all money paid to Palestinians was going to be suspended. Uh, that was a shock. And uh, journalists were just, you know, um, clambering around trying to understand what that meant. Was Was that, you know, some kind? I mean, of course, we had... Uh, the European Union come out in full support of Israel, and rightly so, condemning the terrorist attacks, saying that Israel had a right to defend itself. But then to have this other announcement that all humanitarian aid, all aid to the Palestinians, and don't forget that the European Union uh, is actually the biggest provider of assistance to Palestinians, millions and millions of euros. So that was a big one, attempting to take that in. Well, within hours, Catherine, a massive backlash from the leaders of governments, including Ireland and Spain, uh, the Netherlands as well, the European Union forced to disown that statement from that commissioner. Uh, they said that, of course, any humanitarian aid at the moment is still going to be paid 
Uh, they backtracked. They they turned it around, saying that there's going to be a review to make sure that any money given by the European Union uh, is not going to be used by Hamas to finance terrorism. Uh, but, you know, Catherine, we had that incident. But at the same time, we have the European Commission president, Ursula von der Leyen, uh, who actually went to Israel after those attacks, also criticized, praised by saying that, you know, the European Union stands with Israel, uh, that Israel has the right to defend itself, but criticized for not explicitly calling for Israel to show restraint in its response uh, to those attacks by Hamas. And it's actually being reported, Catherine, that before that visit, EU leaders had got together, they had agreed that uh, that this statement that would have been made on behalf of the European Union, uh, condemning Hamas, voicing support for Israel, but also they said there had to be a very clear message and a call for restraint and respect for humanitarian law. And they said that had to be a key message as well. Uh, so EU foreign ministers, for example, there seems to be this division. There seems to be some people who are really speaking forthrightly, uh, supporting Israel, but also, you know, from what we're seeing in Gaza, making sure that this message on on, you know, on behalf of all of those Palestinians who are innocent, who don't support Hamas, uh, that there is some kind of voice for them. All right. uh, EU foreign ministers, for example, saying that, uh, you know, inter uh, humanitarian law had to be respected. The Spanish prime minister, for example, raising questions about the mass evacuation of civilians from Gaza. Uh, we also have the EU foreign policy chief, uh, and actually, right from the beginning, he seems to have been at odds with these other official statements from Brussels. He's taken a much stronger line, uh, really talking about, you know, um, there has to be no question. We have to totally speak out against any possibility, any notion of collective punishment. All right. Now, France is on its highest terror alert. What's happened to lead to this? Yeah, this is terrible. And, you know, as we've talked there about the Rugby World Cup, this is just not a time for France to be issuing its highest ever terrorism security alert. Any Kiwi who's been in France uh, for the World Cup, they would have seen very high security at all of the matches right from the start when the World Cup began. Uh, but this highest terrorism security alert after a teacher uh, was killed, this was an Islamist attack. Uh, the uh, interior minister here saying this seems to be linked uh, to what's happening in the Middle East. Uh, so they're confirming an Islamist attack. Uh, the French president's ordered up to 7,000 soldiers now to be deployed across the country for uh, a boost in patrol. So that's going to be in city centres right across France, uh, also popular tourist sites, and of course, uh, for all of those matches, all of those Rugby World Cup matches. So soldiers, you know, with machine guns, um, disturbing, you know, when you're there for a rugby match, but nonetheless, you know, this high security alert. Uh, this was a 20-year-old man known by security services uh, walking into the grounds of a school uh, in Arras in northern France. This teacher uh, stabbed to death. Two other people at the school, uh, teachers um, in serious conditions also, they try to fight off the attacker. And Catherine, really just adding to this feeling of, you know, France just... just uh, uh, what to do about these uh, about these terrorism alerts and what have you on Saturday this weekend, for example, we had bomb alerts 
turned out to be false, uh, but we had the evacuation of the Louvre Museum, also the Palace of Versailles, uh, also a very busy train station in Paris, the Gare de Lyon, uh, and President Macron saying that the the security alert is going to stay at its highest until further notice. Um, and actually, they say that, uh, you know, there has been a, a rise in anti-Semitic attacks, for example, since the uh, since the conflict broke out in the Middle East. They also say that they're going to be uh, giving extra protection to Jewish sites in France and also schools. Uh, but what we what we know so far is that this uh, young man, he was actually known by security services uh, and they there's there's information about his family. For example, there are reports that uh, an elder brother, an elder brother of this man ha- had actually um, has actually served time in prison for links to Islamist networks uh, and what have you. Uh, and, you know, Catherine, this also harks back to that terrible incident three years ago, almost to the day, in fact, when we had a teacher uh, beheaded uh, by a Chechen teenager. Uh, this was a case where this uh, this young man was uh, claiming to want to avenge the use of cartoons of the Prophet Muhammad in a school. So you can imagine uh, just the absolute uh, anguish uh, and anger that we have in the education sector here in France. Today, actually, in Arras, uh, we had a vigil. We had uh, hundreds of people turning out to pay respects to to that teacher. And as I say, uh, security is going to be reinforced, uh, not only in city centres, tourist spots, but also uh, reinforced in schools throughout France. Now, what is happening in Poland with a vote due, please? Yes, uh, and it seem, there seems to be so much going on that an election in Poland way down in the, in the news order, but this uh, is very significant. So people in Poland deciding whether or not to give the Nationalist Law and Justice Party, we've been talking about that party for years, uh, so are we going to give this party an unprecedented third term in office? Uh, and of course, this ballot happening in the shadow of the war that's raging in neighbouring Ukraine, of course, uh, the opposition there, in fact, this is Donald Tusk, uh, Tusk, who actually uh, used to have a, a senior role in the European Union. Uh, he's leading the opposition, trying to unseat the Law and Justice Party. Uh, this is a nationalist party that's really been at loggerheads for a long time with the European Union over democratic standards and what have you. Well, the opposition's been warning that this election, they they claim, is going to decide whether or not the country takes a path towards leaving the European Union. Uh, it has to be said, opinion polls uh, over the past couple of days were suggesting that the ruling party, uh, the Law and Justice Party, uh, probably are going to win, but with a reduced majority. And in fact, Catherine, just the latest reports was over the last 30 minutes or so, uh, we have had the Polish opposition leader, Donald Tusk, saying that, in fact, he believes that the three opposition parties that he's brought together, he thinks, looking at the exit poll results that we've had just in the last hour or so, uh, these exit poll projections, he thinks there will be enough votes to actually have enough support to actually unseat law and justice. So that's not confirmed. But we do have word uh, from the Law and Justice Party uh, saying that, yes, things do look very uncertain. So the leader there, Yaroslav Kaczynski, acknowledging that this outcome is going to be very uncertain. So this uh, is the lower house of parliament. The elections were held today. As I say, these exit poll results uh, putting these, you know, this block of three parties slightly ahead 
but the officials there uh, in Poland saying that, you know, we're, they're, they're still counting the results uh, and we're not likely to have a, a concrete result perhaps tomorrow morning. That, that's a big one for the European Union. Poland uh, really has been the problem child, if I can use that phrase. Uh, and so all eyes on that as well for those who are not distracted by everything else going on. Seamus, thank you very, very much. Seamus Cooney, Europe correspondent.